Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna, can you believe it is a Wednesday again? It is a Wednesday again. It is Married at First Sight. It is... It's Married at First Sight Wednesday. That's what it is. Mare Bear. I mean... (laughs) I was going to say, I think they've actually, I'm just in my calendar. It just says maths. It does. It just says Tuesday maths, Thursday happy hour. Yeah. No kidding. Well, and that's kind of fun that the couple's couch is now on the, right after the show. So I like that. Yes. Yes. I like that a whole bunch too. Yeah. I think, uh, I can't wait to see maybe one or two coming up. Yeah. I'm John and I, my um, husband and I are in next week's couple couch episode 16. And then Mary and I finally know which one we're going to do. Decision mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. We get to do the yep. decision day couples couch, which just means fill my wine glass up and don't talk to me, but also talk to me because you're going to be sitting next to me recording. I mean, it just means more airport bars for me <laughs> and more laughs and hugging up to you. And I cannot wait. So uh, are you going to do some hillbilly hugging? Yes. Con- country kissing. Oh, we love the soundtrack to Merit at First Sight. It's all I think about. There was some fucking doozies tonight, by the way. Can't wait <laughs> to sing them to you. Yes. Um, yes. So Mary was just in town for those of you that didn't see, cause we were recording a clip show. We recorded basically a look back of all the seasons, like a to Z clip show. And we already know when it's going to air. It's a while away, but it's July 12th. So you might as well mark your calendar so you don't forget. And then once this season is over, which is like mid May, We get to film a look back at the whole season clip show, which will air like before um, or no, after that, I think maybe like the week after that A to Z one. So that's fun. We get to do some some maths talking on Lifetime, looking at clips and reliving moments. The A to Z is like from all the seasons that it was fun to record that because we got to like look at some shit that I'd forgotten about. I mean, forgotten and maybe didn't want to relive, but we got to see all of it. And I told you, I think it's so funny when I first met you, I was like, I just want to do like, I want you to be Kathy Lee and I'll be Hoda. And I'll tell you, I, I think this is our moment and I'm real excited about it. I'm going to keep, I'm going to be posting memes and shit. Probably not because, you know, I don't understand the internet, but if I could, I would. I was going to say, don't pretend you're going to post a meme. Um, I know. I know. But when we were there, we did get to find out a little intel on just dates because I know some people are confused about like, so decision day is the 17th of May. And then after that, yeah. And then after that, there's these three decision day aftermath where we get to see like what went down after, like who dates, who goes on dates, who talks to. Like, I think that's pretty exciting. They've never done that before. So for the three weeks after decision day, they're doing those and that's going to be episode 21 22 and 23 right because decision day is 20 i mean it is 2023 i think it'd be weird not to have 23 episodes that's a good you know that's a good i think point. It may, i'm a, I listen numerology is just a hobby of mine but i do want to say i am so excited for those and not to be corny because 
like lookbacks are neat and stuff, but they're literally following them after decision day. And that's kind of the shit I want when like they the cameras aren't around all the time. People are doing their thing. I'm very, very excited for those. I know because I feel like that is sort of the thing. We're always like, well, what happened after that? What happened after that? So hopefully, I mean, we haven't seen those yet, obviously, but that's what they're go- they're doing. Um, and so we're going to see those. And then there's and then there's a, ca- a cast tell all special. They gave us all this intel when we were filming. Like, and obviously we said we talk about it here. Um, a tell all special with like former cast members is going to air in June 14th. And then the reunions from this um, season are the 21st and 28th. So, I mean, there's a lot. You can I mean, get a lot of married ca- at first sight in your life if you need it. Say so that cast reunion, you know. No words can be shared, obviously, but sounds like a doozy, a doozy. Wait, how do you know what happened? No, I don't know what happened. I'm just saying the people that could possibly be there. Oh, sounds like a doozy that they're going to have former cast. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. I know. I'm like, I was like, did Mary fucking find something out? I was going to (laughs) say the look on your face that I would actually, A, be able to keep a secret about any of this shit from you and B know something you don't know i'm actually kind of thank you i know i realize there's no way you know anything i don't know Um, i know (laughs) she could barely log into her own instagram anyway guys i know thanks oh thank you for being here don't forget that after this we head on over to patreon for bonus content where we just keep going and then on if you join patreon you also get sunday episodes this last past Sunday, we had so much fun talking about the most random stories. So they're, they're not married at first sight related. They're just a nice palate cleanser for your week. So join us there. Um, join us on Instagram. Are you my podcast? Join the Facebook group. Are you my podcasters? And I mean, let's get into it. Let's sink our teeth into what has now become just a Wednesday night to us. Uh, who do you want to start with? You just take the lead. Start with something. I want you to do that. Jasmine and Eris. There you go. Jasmine and Eris. How do you like that? Grabbing it right by the balls. I just (laughs) wanted to say, so right now we're 12 days to decision day. And I noted that because it feels like 11 million days after the, the, the weddings and 17 years till decision day. But just so you know, it's 12 days until decision day. 12 days de- until decision day. Okay. I mean, of course, yeah, in their time, in their world, <laughs> in their world, in the, yeah, in the, in the, the, the universe in which they live. In ours, and- I believe we have another month, um, which I guess that, oh. yeah, but uh, this yeah. is when it starts to get, I like tonight's episode. I was, I wanted to rip people's heads off. I wanted to um, high five people. I, I, I went through mm-hmm. all the emotions, but uh, go ahead. No, it was a roller coaster. I do really enjoy Devon Franklin. Yes. I like him. I like, I, I don't even know if there's special titles. He's one of the experts that, that's come on in the last, was he last season too? But my point is, I let, he, get, he gets to the nitty gritty. And I think when he shows up and talks to Jasmine one-on-one, that made me happy because I, I was thinking to myself, sitting down with the two of them together at this point isn't going to do shit. So I liked that. I know. And I feel like, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I just like that he, you know, she starts talking about how she had her break well, breakthrough. I was like, it was a little bit more of a breakdown than a breakthrough, but <laughs> a, a one that deservedly so. Um, but I, what I liked about his conversation with her was she started saying, well, I don't, 
get that deep because he doesn't, he thinks he, he opens up to me about, you know, a really close friend and suicide and losing people close to him. And I've only been to one funeral and I just don't have as much trauma in my life to go as deep. And then he starts talking to her and she's talking about being bullied when she first moved to another city and how she was too proper, too put together. And she didn't even tell her family about the bullying that she was going through. And I'm like screaming at the TV. That's trauma. That's trauma. It doesn't all have to be funeral trauma. Right. I mean, all of it's, everyone has their different. And then, and he said that basically he, he was like, you know, (laughs) what you're expressing to me is your trauma. And then you, and you're, and you're a person who's learned to suppress all this stuff. Cause that's, I think she said her parents did that, right? Like they kept conversations away. Yeah. Like swept it under the rug. She never really saw, um, her parents air quotes handle conflict. You know, they sort of kept it. They did so it behind really closed have, doors. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and through that, she sort of learned to suppress things and, I listen, there is nothing that could replace actual therapy, but I do walk away sometimes when I feel like tools for my own life. When he asked her what was keeping her from telling Eris these deep things, and she said it was she was worried about his response. And he was like, Well, you can't worry about what he's going to say. That you have no control over that. You just have to have the confidence to speak your truth. I was like, son of a bitch, bold highlight. Cause I feel like that is a lot of the times why I will hold back with with things with relationships is I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're going to say or but it really that's not on you. No, it's not. And that is um, it is a very good thing to keep in mind for everyone. I think I think she got a lot out of that conversation. I felt Um yeah, I don't too. know that Eris got as much out of the conversation with him because there was a lot of the conversation again about attraction and it's their biggest issue because she feels it. And, um, and he talks about the things he loves about her and the, the, the whole conversation about, do you want to become more attracted to her? And he says, yes, but a person is who they are. I I just, I don't know what Eris thinks is going to, he's so in his head about this whole attraction bullshit at this point that I don't even I don't think he knows what attraction is. I really don't. I think he just associates it with just like just penetration and that's it. Yeah. I was going to say like if his dick is tingling, he's attracted. If not, he moves on. I think that's dick tingles. I went to school with him. That would be like a joke anyway. um, Yeah. I don't think that he knows not only what attraction is, but like what he actually wants out of a you know i mean because if you you've never experienced that level of stability and comfort and having a best friend and a partner while also wanting to bone them then it would be sort of foreign to think oh this person boy they make they keep me calm you know they make this house a home everything feels nice but i don't want to bang them i just think he he needs to do some work that doesn't involve other people Yes. And I, I feel the same way about Nicole this episode too, but we'll get to that. But yes, um, same. It just, I, I, I don't think he knows really what to say, but he said something about marriage was, is what is missing in his life. Right. Because um, 
it, it, that's the thing he thinks is is missing and he doesn't put the same effort into it as he does a job because without a job well all of a sudden you don't have a roof over your head and this and that. I just I just felt like no it, as much as Devon is good at giving advice and he was and he was he's very even keeled and really knows how to get stuff out of you I just feel that Eris is going to always miss the point about what attraction is because he just doesn't I don't know. It's just, it's driving me crazy. That's all. Yeah. It was just a lot of circling. And it's, I think the only takeaway from their conversation to me and to Devon and to Eris was that Eris isn't doing as much as he could, you know, that he's not trying as hard as he does at work or he's not trying. And I mean, I I don't know. When Eris said, well, I hope, you know, my biggest fear or a fear would be is if, we say no on decision day. And then like six months from now, I'm like, damn, I wish I, you know, was with Jasmine or I wish I hadn't done that. And Devon basically says, well, that you're, if you don't sort of fucking straighten up and what is it? Fly, right. Whatever, something like that, that you are going to regret things. Um, But is he, I don't even think he would know. I mean, it's, I'm like tired right now. I'm mad. I know. I talking. Just, it's like I, I haven't been talking for five minutes about this guy and said nothing. Exactly. No it's going it's the same. It's because that's what happens every episode with him. He seems to yes. get it. And he, got, he even talked about, yeah, well, I got the questions from Dr. Pepper. And then and it, this is something you mentioned before, that he's a rule follower. So he gets the questions. So he asks them and he knows he's following what they're telling him to do. But that's not enough because you can ask someone a question because someone told you to, but then that person knows that that's the only reason you're doing it. So even Devon said to her, he said, well, I got deep on these questions and she didn't. And he said, well, that's a judgment on your end because if you want to know more, then ask her more. If you want to know more than what the someone wrote down on a piece of paper for her to, for right. you to ask her, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get to the crust like Clint would. Okay. Yeah. You got to get to the crust, Eris. You want to live on fucking Front Street? Do you want to live on Front Street or do you want (laughs) to? Hey, I want Clint to go talk to him. I know. I mean, honestly, you're going to you got to if you want to live on Front Street and eventually get to Pound Town, the bone (laughs) zone, all the Clint places. Oh, yes. Well, Mm-hmm. They had that thing. Well, you know, we'll kind of. I, I want to talk about the group thing as a dynamic, sort of separately. But yes, they obviously, Jasmine and Eris had their moment when he was dancing with the instructor, line dancing, and she stormed out. Yeah. Um, look, for as a viewer in that moment when you saw him go dance with her for a second, I didn't really think anything of it. But then they do pan to Jasmine standing there. And I can totally see why it would bother her. And she even said it, it, it triggered me. I was done. And she, when Pepper came over and they talked about it, cause she's, if you're already not feeling that someone's into you and you feel like you're putting your all into it, the last thing you want to do is go to line dancing with a group. And then he just takes off with the instructor. And even though, <laughs> you know, the instructor's job is to probably teach everyone the steps. And we learned that later where he just wasn't really getting it. So she said, let me help you. But it doesn't matter if you're in that place. We've all been there, right? If you're in a place of insecurity yeah. or not feeling it, it is, it's not someone's job to make you feel secure, but it is Eris's job to to pay attention to read the room a little bit and maybe think, okay, um, 
you know, I agreed with him that maybe the storm out made it a bigger deal than it needed to be, but you also can't really <laughs> tell someone how to react. No. And, and if anything, I like that she did react, even if it was maybe an overreaction in his eyes or based on his intention, which was not to just dance with the instructor, <laughs> but maybe to learn the steps so he didn't embarrass himself. Um, I think that, you know, she after this breakthrough slash breakdown, as you pointed out, I think she's she's done. She's done taking it. She's like, you know, I'm not having a nice time right now. I'm going to head out the back door. Fuck this. I know. Well, I like I, that. Even when Pepper was talking to them and she Pepper's. I'll tell you what. Talk about sometimes we think that we want to pick up our TV and throw it out the window during this show. Pepper wants to pick <laughs> up every the whole cast and throw them out the window right now. She. Yes. Which she was like. Come on, guys. We're not here to tread water. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're over it, you're over it. Like, she just basically is like, Ugh. just fucking pull the plug if you guys want to do Shit it. Shit or get off the pot, guys. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And they didn't. I mean, Eris said he he knows he wants to give her space to feel ver- vulnerable, but he has said that a few times. He said it. We've heard him say this before. Um she she said that if she doesn't reach out to him during the day, that they just don't, don't talk. Um, but but Pepper gave. I mean, it. Pepper was like, "Set an alarm, pal. Set an alarm. Throw a text." To, but then, but then, this is typical like male, whatever. Like just the way I'd be, I'd be like, "Oh, guess his alarm went off. I just gotta. What's going on?" Exactly. It, it, it's it's going to be the same as when he read her the questions and she was shutting right. down. It, she's going to say, oh, glad. Uh, glad. Did Pepper just call you and tell you to text me? I mean, there's no this. Yeah. It's there's no winning anymore. There's no even if he no. tries, it's going to seem like it's it's a, some an assignment that he was given. <laughs> I mean, I would be I'd be oh, guess somebody somebody's having his afternoon number two. Yeah. sitting down has a little time to send me a text. Like I would, it would never be good enough oh. because now we've talked about it. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a goddamn bummer to be honest. And I do like though, that Pepper was kind of like, all right, like you said, like shit or get off the pot. Do you see this going anywhere? And it kind of forced Eris to say, yeah, you know, I do see the possibility um, I see why we were matched. You know, I want it to work. And I think that was enough for Jasmine to to not walk out the back door while Pepper was there. I think you're right. I <laughs> When he said what they talked about, how they come home and there's no interaction, not a hug, nothing. And he, he comes in and he goes, what's up? And Pep, <laughs> Pep was like, oh, that's romantic. That's great. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe hug losers. It's not that hard. You you hug people. <laughs> I hug people I'm not attracted to. I hug my friends. I mean, I hug Mary. I oh. love Mary, but I don't want a boner. But I, I hug her. Yeah. We hug. We hug. And, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes I hug people I don't want to hug. I know I always say that I was built for hugs. I think people see me, they want to hug me. I don't blame them. But yeah, hug your wife. Oh. You know, even if, come on. She was ready. Even at the end of that scene, I just, Pepper has never really, she's never snapped, but she just, she does it all with a smile, but one that scares the shit out of me. And she, even at the end when she goes, can you, can you guys try that? You know, maybe try this, try that, you know, promise you'll do this. And I think they both went, 
Yeah, sure. Can I get a yes, guys? Can I get a? Come on. I mean, she was. I mean, talk about a cheerleading she, coach. She was the cheerleading coach this whole episode. I'll tell you what. Her vertical jump is is higher than anybody for that little tiny woman. I would not test her at all. I I hope that they they could feel it. Their ass cheeks clenched when she asked for that final commitment. There's no question. Oh. But, okay. <sighs> Who's next? Who's next, you ask? I say we just, we, we roll right into Kirsten and Shaquille. Okay. I, I mean, there was a lot, but there wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Well, we, we got some information, didn't we? Oh, well, that is true. I mean, holy moly. I mean, I mean, we knew it, we, but well, just because of the previews. We knew because of the previews, right? Yeah, that's the only reason we knew that it was coming, that they had consummated their mm-hmm. marriage. But it I'll, I'll tell you this. This one thing about all of that has me – I understand you don't want to talk about maybe boning on TV. I get it. I understand. But you are on a show about this, and it is going to come up, and that's fine. But one thing that made me – Oh, it just really, I have so many mis, mis, I have so much mistrust now in Kirsten about a couple of things because oh. Jasmine said, you looked me right in my eye and told me no. And Shaq said, no, we just wanted to keep it secret until you know, between us as long as we could. And then I, and the after party, it sounds like it was pretty early on. So I, I just, yeah. And, and, and again, I understand that that's not our business. I understand it's not called consummated at first sight. I get it. We don't have to know. It should be. <laughs> it be should, show. That, I'll watch that show. But it, it, something about it, because there's been a few times Kirsten has, I mean, Shaq has said, well, that's not what she says off camera. That's not what she says off camera. She doesn't do that off camera. So now all of a sudden, with her even sitting there, she goes, oh, maybe we got into second base trying to get to third. They've already boned. And and, yeah. and when Jasmine said that, okay, maybe not on camera, but e- even to Jasmine at some point alone, she said, no, they hadn't done anything. So I just, it yeah. just made me- th- It's some girl code shit. Yeah. It just made me think of the fact that we've heard a couple times that sometimes she can be a little different or, oh, I didn't know he wanted me to go to the trip, but he did say, can you come with me on the trip? And I don't know. I just, I don't trust anything anymore. I, I feel aligned with that distrust, mis- distrust, whatever the word would be, because it, oh, and if I could put money down, they either penetration happened the night of the strawberries and whipped cream or before. And I would put some real cash on that. I would put cash that it even happened before. I thought it was going to happen that night because she looked, uh, her eyes oh, were just kind of floating. Mean, she was, she looked like she, I was gonna, she was having a nice night. Um, but mm-hmm. I also thought, well, she she dove right in on the strawberries and whipped cream makeout as if maybe it didn't seem new. Like the first strawberry yeah. and whipped cream sitch. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you he what, might have had a had him on his lap at one point. <laughs> you know, prior when, when she was. Uh, working out. <laughs> I, oh. 
Mm-hmm. I just hate when they make them work out because I, I mean, she was basically just kind of like, you know, going through the motions because they were, oh, lift some weights. We just want to mix up the, no, I'm not saying she doesn't work out, but I'm saying in that moment, it was, it was all for the camera, right? Is my point. Sure. And, uh, because she just kind of willy nilly, just lifting a weight. Like it didn't even, you know, seem to be going. Well, her just- hair's <laughs> down, her makeup's perfect. She's barely, I mean, she hasn't broken a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. They just want to, you know, switch rooms. But that did you hear the song that they were playing for it to really make it seem like she <gasps> no. was going hard? Work it, mama. Shut up. Work it, mama. <laughs> Work it, mama. And then all of a sudden, real fast, it said things like big checks, blank oh. checks, zero drama, big boy dollars. And I don't know what any of that meant, but I liked it. Oh, wow. I'll tell you what, these lyrics, this isn't just, these aren't happenstance. Oh, let's throw this song in. They're made for these scenes. Yeah. Oh, uh, made for it. That's amazing. Shaq's mom um, <gasps> scared the shit out of me. Yeah, she's not having it. She's not having it. She doesn't know. And that was another clue that I felt that maybe, I don't know. I mean, I know he's she's going to be defensive of her boy. And I know that she's, but she basically said, you, you got to support him and you're not being supportive. You're not doing that. And he's hurt over it. And uh, she even ended the conversation with, okay, well, <laughs> Support him. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and when hit, I mean, I know uh, Kirsten and, and Shaq aren't communicating, but you know who who is communicating? Shaq and his mom. Yeah. Because she was like, there was, she was, she came in swinging. And when she said, uh, when Kirsten was like, well, no, I've been supporting him. You know, I've even been texting him affirmations. And his mom's like, well, that's not what I'm hearing. So it was just like, boy, oh boy. Yeah. 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 That felt like some, like she was not again, not, not saying caught in a lie, but basically being like, well, what you're telling me is different than what I'm hearing. So that's like another example. Yeah. I think something just set me on a path of now not trusting Kirsten because I started thinking about when she said she didn't really feel attraction. That had to have been, it might've been after they had already consummated or if not, they did shortly after because that was, that wasn't a couple of weeks ago, I think. Right. Do you think, I mean, yeah. I mean, Oh, the timeline of all that yeah. would be such a head game for him. You know, I mean, you're you're letting me stick it in probably or whatever. And you're telling now you're not attracted. Who knows? We need the footage, Sarah. I know. Well, I mean, we're not asking for that. The specific footage. Well, but no, just, not, not. The yeah. Exit, but just maybe a time, some timelines, just some timestamps, a little timeline. Um. Devon came over. He talked. They talked about how they're on different pages. Um, if I hear, if I hear the word miscommunication oh. from her, though, one more time, I just, I just want to, I want to chew on glass until my tongue is just in bits on the floor. I don't. I'm so sick. It be, we just miscommunicate. No, no. They, sh- I don't know. I, I, I have nothing. <laughs> She does say blame everything on miscommunication a lot. She she he asked about the thing the night before. Oh, it was just miscommunication. No big deal. It's just I think that's her way of brushing everything under the rug. She thinks that's her version of, well, if I just say miscommunication, it won't be that big of a deal. But it is. I mean, she 
I, Devon did have a good point though, where he said, cause he asked Shaq if he feels supported. He says at times, and then he said, no, it's a yes or no. He says, no. Well, then Kirsten says she feels in general that she gives support. But Shaq says, well, it was, it's not this way or this way. So the, I'm, I'm, I, I get her angle yeah. here where it's like, you can't tell me exactly how to s- support. And he said the best thing. He said, unspoken ep- expectations are a relationship killer. Like, yes, bingo. Because if you mm-hmm. are saying, well, yeah, she does check on me, but she doesn't check on me in the way that I would tell her to check. It doesn't, you can't do that. Right, right. Totally. If if she if it's she's doing the thing, but it doesn't match exactly what you want it to be, you can't say she's not doing anything. And and he said, even Devon said, like you're so you're diminishing her support because it's not quite good enough. And and he's basically saying you have to ask me questions my way instead of the way that Kirsten normally would. So I mean, I guess miscommunication is a, a big problem <laughs> for them, but well. It, but then it, then it like goes back to the one, the one thing that they keep bringing up is that she wasn't there at the work thing. You know, she wasn't physically there when we saw that horrible Zoom call where she, she, she redialed, refired up the internet to let him know she blew him a kiss. But I, that can't, that's not a miscommunication though, right? I mean, what hasn't it kind of come out that he said, I want you to be there? And she was like, okay. I'll be there, but then I can't be there then. But then, you know, I mean, this just seems like people being wishy-washy as fuck and it's getting on my nerves. Yeah, because he said he admitted to maybe not being direct enough or something. I remember on After Party, but then when they basically look, when they walked out during the group thing because oh, uh, yeah. Nicole can't read a room and thinks she's an expert. <gasps> I can't with that. Um Mm. Come on. Mm. When she said, I mean, she said, I need you to utilize Kirsten as a source. I know she wants to be there for you. And I know I'm speaking for you, Kirsten. I, don't, what are you it doing? It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. At the very least, if she's going to do that, do a one off with Shaq, not in the whole group. Like you're, yeah, like, like you're signed up on to be an expert for next season. Well, especially not. I mean, it just irritates. She copped to it on after party. She said that she knows that it probably. And Shaq even said, "Well, everybody had chimed in, and then Kirsten just sat there, so it got awkward." And and I think that's why Nicole. That's something we didn't quite see. I guess. I mean, we did see true, her not say true. anything, but he she had just shared something very dark and. Yeah. Um, and, and sad. And she just, <laughs> she just kind of looked at him and didn't say anything and everyone. And then as they said, Shaq even said, well, you, what you didn't see was that everyone else had chimed in and gave given me their support. And Kirsten just kept sitting there. So I think Nicole, I'll, def- I'll, I'll assume that she panicked and thought, <laughs> yeah. no, I know you was- want to help her out here. So I, I get it, but it just, until you know all that content, it's so awkward to watch when she gets in that place because he ended up walking out of the room because Nicole kept insisting on speaking for Kirsten. And 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 then Kirsten says, well, I didn't get a chance to speak. But I mean, she did. I don't know. That whole scene well, made me so uncomfortable. You know, it's funny you say that because even hearing you sort of talk back through it, 
I, I almost feel like I would be more of a Nicole than a Kirsten in that situation if I because it was uncomfortable, this the fact that Kirsten didn't speak up. And I feel like that doesn't that happen all the time. I mean, like Kirsten just doesn't really say a whole lot. You know, I mean, the only time she really says much of anything is, you know, we know what kind of house and car she'd like. But <laughs> when it comes to, you know, oh, I, I want you to know I support you. I'm here for you. She's just kind of regurgitating shit that he's saying he needs. I don't know. It's the, I've, I really had high hopes for them. I know. And. Uh, he shared that he had found out on that trip that he's not going to graduate on time and goals are important to him. And Kirsten wasn't there when she needed him. And this is all that conversation they're having outside there. But he kept saying, I needed you by my side. And she said, well, I can just call you. And, and look, there's not a world where everyone's always going to be next to you at the moment that you need them. So, Right, right. Right. So, he has to probably unrelease that expectation too. There's no way she could know that when he was gone, he was going to get bad news and then really wish that she was there. But then in that, again, in that conversation, she said, you have to say, I want you there. And he says, I did, I got you a hotel room. <laughs> and then you decided, or you, I don't know why the, he got her a separate one now that I think about it, but something about getting oh. a hotel room, maybe he was staying on camp. I don't know who I can't, the, these two make no sense to me anymore. And, Mm-mm. um, I really love though, that everyone just looked around the dinner. Oh God, where'd they go? What, where'd they go? It was, it just got super awkward. So they, someone got up and left. That's where they went. I mean, <laughs> I know they're like, wait a second. Are we down two right now? Also, I thank God she got up and followed them. That almost surprised me. I, you know, I'm glad she had, she saw the, the writing on the wall with that. Yeah. I mean, she just, Kirsten, what did she tell the table? Now I know. And I'll just, when he says I, I, um, he has a work trip coming up, I'll just put it on my calendar and I'll be there. And <laughs> Gina said, well, what do you need from him to make sure that you know that you should put it on your calendar? And she says, I need a direct statement. Eris was like, oh, do you need him to just be like, pack your shit up, we're going? And Kirsten kind of said, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. she does need a dad. Yeah. Maybe she just needs a dad. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't think she's that complicated of a, of a person. I think she just needs some very clear direction, you know, a, a location, an address, a time, maybe an outfit suggestion. I don't know, but I just don't think it needs to be that complicated. The one thing I do agree with, though, was I, it was a little annoying to me when he was saying, when Shaq was saying well, yeah, and I found out I was going to graduate late. I needed you there. Well, again, okay, you know what? That sounds like a YP. Like, that sucks, and I'm sorry, but also deal with it. You know, I mean, again, not everything is perfect so that you have your person by your side every time you hear something you don't want to hear. But, yeah, I mean, I waffle. I, You know, I love these crazy kids. I love all of them. I want them to be happy, Sarah, and God damn it. They're letting me down. They are. The only fun thing right now about Kirsten and Shaq is when Clint says things like, oh, they went to pound town, you know, and um, just he makes my heart sing. Clint, I mean, we love you. Yes. I just want I want Clint 
to do like a podcast or even just a recording, a book on tape of him just saying sort of sexual things. Not like because I'm a crazy person, but he just makes it so cute, you know, Pound Town. He does. Yeah, he does. He makes it fun. Um, Speaking of Pound Town, before we move on, if anyone's going to Pound Town tonight, boy, do we have the most comfortable sheets in the world for you to do it on. And that's no lie. Um, We have our favorite sponsor, Attitude. Again, this month, we're very excited to keep them because we believe very much in what they do. It's clean bamboo. So they're very eco-friendly, the the, the most sustainable bedding. They're, it's from the non-toxic bamboo fabric. Sorry, I'm having a hard time talking because I just said pound town. Anyway. <laughs> Well, there's no it's better. It's like sleeping on hotel sheets. Yes. And we love them. We love, love, love. Mary, talk about it. No, it, they're my absolute favorite. We all know I'm a sweater. I'm a night sweater, but not when I have a night's sleep on my attitude sheets. They keep me cool. I wake up. I feel energized. They're super buttery. And they're like, they're just really nice on my hair and my skin. They're unbelievably soft and gentle on all hair and skin types. They're hypoallergenic. And honestly, you'll never wake up from irritations or allergens again. It's true. And we really do love them. We both have a set that they sent us to give our honest feedback. And that is our honest feedback, that they're amazing. I got my parents a set. John and I ordered another set here. Obsessed with them. They're committed to going beyond sustainability, creating products consciously, and giving back. Their bedding is ethically crafted from regenerative natural resources. Every purchase gives back to what gives back 1% to environmental nonprofits. So you really can't lose. Plus, there's a 30 night risk free guarantee to return them. No questions asked. And of course, we have a code for you. So you to go to attitude, E T T I T U D E dot com slash my podcast. And then use the code MYPODCAST at checkout for $25 off of your betting order for this limited time. So attitude.com slash MYPODCAST, code MYPODCAST, $25 off the most soft, buttery, wonderful sheets you'll ever enjoy. Um, speaking of enjoying, <laughs> do you want to talk about Clinton Gina? I mean, do I ever? <sighs> Do I want to eat a catfish po' boy for the first time too? Yes, I do. <laughs> with, Thanks, with Sarah. With moonshine pickles? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds delicious. You know, he just, he even, he's like, I love cooking for people I care about, putting thoughtfulness into what I'm making. Uh, it's so nice when people appreciate the food and and the effort that you put in. And she just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, she does not appreciate. No, not interested. Doesn't care. Very. I'm I'm confused by that a little bit. And again, maybe it's just because I'm like a pig. But if I, I, I don't know, I, I would be over the moon. I go back to what was the what was the one uh, season where the guy with the money stayed home and made a hot lunch for his wife? I just want someone to make me food. To me, that would show love. Yes. Um, he wants to make her food, sit on the balcony, and then he even says, and I really like my Gina time. Yeah. I mean, how nice is that? I, I know they're friend zoned and I get that she that you can't force attraction. And I don't think he's listen, I don't think he's attracted to her either. I think he's friend zoned her 
as well. Uh, That for sure has happened, but I just think that he's still making efforts to treat her and, and make her feel special. And even when they talked to Pepper, he said that she doesn't, something that she could do for him is be, do something unexpected and something special, just spend on some time on something for him. Right. And so I don't think she's doing the kinds of stuff that he's doing. I don't think so at all. And even when Pepper suggested like, oh, you could make a meal for him. And she's like, no, Clint does all the cooking. Okay. Or you could fucking just, you know, whip something together to show, to put in some effort. I mean, that's, I don't think it would take that much. He also, the one thing he does just visibly that she doesn't do besides cook, which is fine because I don't cook. He actively listens. Like whenever she's talking, he's listening. He gives a shit. And like you pointed out, she she could not be bothered to give a shit about what he's taught. Like she doesn't think it's great when he says pound town. I mean, to me, I'd be like, marry me again. Every time you say that, marry me again. Well, it, it, to your point, because she, I mean, she talked about being independent to a fault and doesn't know what she needs from someone else. And I get that. Okay. I've, I've been that way before in my life. Um, maybe it doesn't mean you're necessarily ready to get married, but also maybe it's just something you have to learn through a relationship is what I had to do is just learn to sort of go, Oh, someone will do that for me. Like, Oh, my husband has to take the trash to the curb now. I'll never do that again. That's why you get married. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, just look at the little things, Gina. Some things are real nice to have done for you, but (laughs) she, when he, when Pepper asked her, what's one thing that, you know, he could do more for you too, is she said that she, she just likes to hear that she's doing a good job. I mean, what are you, 12? Okay. Yeah. But, and but I know what she's trying to say, right? She said she, she it's it, she likes to hear the people are proud of her, and and Clint said, okay, okay, so compliment her more. But I, I understand I'm not living with them daily, but we have seen him really talk about those things, right? Hasn't he said how blown away he, she is that she's you, you know started her own business and she's boss lady and and talked to all the other girls from the salon? I mean, doesn't that sort of I mean, Isn't that kind of what that is? I, I I think so. That's, I mean, you know, he spent time, he's gone to the salon, he's hung out with the girls and stuff. He gives a shit. He asks questions. What kind of boss is Gina? I mean, how is that not sort of, uh, he's also mentioned one of the things that he really, like, he's talked about the fact that she's an entrepreneur. I know he's mentioned that to her, that he respects that. And we both, you know, we both sort of took control of our careers, yada, yada. I don't I know like Pepper's like, oh, so you need an add a girl. But I mean, I need an add a girl, Sarah, from from you and from this podcast once in a while. I, I'm I don't yeah, think- go give us a nice review. Give us Mary some yeah, add a girls. OK, just a we five star reviews. No, no negative words. If you think in negative words, I'm sorry you feel that way. But yeah, just anyway, I I think he has done those things to her for her and shown her that. I I think so. Now, if she's saying she doesn't feel it, then maybe, maybe not. Right. We have to, right. Just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard because he seems like such everyone's hype man, but maybe um, 
she doesn't feel that it's enough or maybe she thinks maybe it's so friend zone that it doesn't feel romantic to her. I don't know. I just she told them to watch you know driving miss daisy um because I don't remember it's about love that and devotion is a i mean i guess i saw that years ago but I, that i didn't i mean i'm i guess is it a love story is that who's who drives miss well, she said it's a she said it's about love and devotion is okay. why she okay. suggested that one and then she talked about the art of racing in the rain which is also not a romantic uh movie but it's a it's a I well, I loved loved the book. Is fantastic. I was going to say I read the book. To. I never saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was the wonderful. movie's good. The movie's yeah. good. The book is. I mean, it's just yeah, so wonderful that it's the the movie is good, but the book is just so fantastic. But anyway, um, you know that's not a romantic, but it's a love story right. in some ways, right? True. So she's just trying to get these two to fucking do something together and have a nice time basically <laughs> I know just she's just trying to she's trying to get them to do something where they have to be in the same room you know <laughs> I mean although I feel like they could probably stream it and do it from their respective bedrooms if Gina might figure out a way to do that like you, you press play all right um <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know it was nice when when Gina did say to him from the prompting of Pepper that, you know, yeah, you've gone above and beyond to, you know, whatever, sort of involve himself with Hank and become a great dog dad to Hank and the cooking and that she appreciates him. But I don't know if she was doing any more than kind of what Eris does in terms of just going along with the exercise that's been assigned. Yeah, basically, she said, I think it's great that you feed me and take Hank for walks. I mean, who doesn't like that? That's the the bare minimum that you can appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. I, I These two are just doomed. I, yeah. Listen, one the only thing I know is I want to go line dancing with Clint. I want to go oh. line dancing. I, he tells them, he the group was down, right? Everyone was feeling down at the whiskey tasting or whatever that was with you know, Shaq shared something very dark and and hard for him. And Kirsten Shaq had an argument. Nicole felt like she probably stepped in a little bit trying to make everyone talk and everyone got awkward. And Clint was like, all right, we've been talking about our feelings all goddamn night. Let's get out here and go lines. St-. And I'm like, there we go. Yes, he's a he's a what, what's that called? Hype man. He's a hype man. Yes. 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 Oh, and he's just having the best. He is. I, I swear to God, ja- Jasmine, <laughs> Jasmine like stormed out and Clint just had no idea because he was lassoing and line dancing. And then at one point, I think he turned around. And he's like, oh, did we lose somebody? Like just. <laughs> I know. He's just in the moment. He was feeling himself big time, big time. Oh, and. I don't blame them. I mean, they did you hear that song that they played when they started? They were like, when she struts her stuff, a boy can't get enough because she's high class, trying to get a smile from her, know what you got and how it moves. Something like that. It was real country. Like, you're like, something like that. Just me, but you know, yeah. So, uh, just, you know, a little ditty, a little something close to that. Well, I love it. It was not. It was not nearly as good as the one that they. Because right afterwards they played that one that kept coming on, and it was like, "Let's get wild tonight <laughs> and act like strangers." I want that song oh. on my playlist. I want it in my life. I don't. I'm gonna have to find out 
where they got it. Wow. Because it's a it was a bop. It might be a, a maths original, maybe that they'll put on the, the season soundtrack that we request every single week. Also, let's get wild tonight. Act like strangers. I mean, I feel like that's sending mixed signals to people like Eris and Jasmine. He's like, that's what we're doing. We're just <laughs> that's just a bunch of strangers already in here. acting like strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can I ask yeah. I feel like you you are not a stranger to a line dance. Is that correct? Oh, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're yeah. correct. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I was, yeah. Are you the Clint? Yeah, I was just, I'm, cl- I'm basically Clint, but not as fun. But, um, I, I don't necessarily know that he had the moves down. And so I guess I am kind of like Clint actually not long ago, just a couple weekends ago, I was with my girlfriends and my friend was going back to Arkansas. She's also from Arkansas and she was going back to Little Rock and she said she was going line dancing. And I showed her like the one line dance I know, which I forget what it's called, but it's like the one everyone knows. Boots, Maybe scooting, the achy breaky achy. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I I feel like I would love to go line dancing with you, but then I also feel like I would I would have to practice first because I feel like if I was off, which we know I would be, you'd be like, all right, you'd be like annoyed, like I was. I just lose it. No, I just I would just probably move to the other end of the line and act like I didn't know you. It'd be fine, but (laughs) it would. That's exactly what you would fucking do. That is exactly what I, but that's how well we know each other. We are, I already know what, I can't wait to go line dancing with you and you to lose me. Well, there is a place not far from me, I think that is, I think that they do, a lot of places do line dancing, but then they also teach it to you before. So people can kind and you know, and there's always oh. those know-it-alls that come running in and they already know it. But uh, there's, I think there's places, usually they think they'll like show it to you before and then everyone gets together and does it. I might be making that up anyway, either way we're yeah. doing it. I want to do it. Um, I want to do that with you. Um, <laughs> Nicole and Chris. Speaking, speaking of, of doing it. Yeah. Oh, oh I'll tell you what this. Okay. I applaud Nicole for recognizing that she's a lot has come up for her during this. Chris says it's been emotional, deep couple weeks. Is there something he should be doing? Blah, blah, blah. But this, this, when I need space and alone time and I tell you I need it, don't give it to me. Yeah. It, sorry. Yeah. This is, it's, it's what Devon said on Unre- unspoken expectations are going to fucking kill your relationship. This isn't, that's not how that works. You can't, and he even said, I'm sorry, that's a bit confusing. And she's like, well, what I mean is if I say I need space, that means I need space. But if I say I'm going to my room because I need space, then you should tell me um, not to take that space and I should sit with you. What? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of, it's like, tell me I'm pretty. Don't look at me. Look at like, it's like, no, you can't have it all those ways. Figure out what fucking makes you want him to do the opposite of what you're telling him and work on that. It, it's so it's it's I feel bad because I understand that it's coming from a lot of insecurities and I get that. But this is it, it cannot you can't put this on him. No, because you're saying I need more validation and reinsurance. And if you can't do what the things I'm asking, then, you know, there's the door. And then he says that the, the door isn't even in my view. I don't even see the door. I'm here for a long haul. And she goes, well, I guess I'm just going to have to believe that you're saying that. 
Sorry, you guys, my cat feeder went off. I'm sure everyone could hear that. Um, <laughs> but she she's basically saying, okay, well, I have to guess believe that you're telling me the truth and not that you're just saying that because you feel like you have to say it in this moment. I mean, you you can't put all this on someone. You I I, I mean, I get it. I've said things, we've all said things yeah. like this to at some point, right? I've said to my husband, does this look good? Yeah. Oh, you're just fucking saying that and then stormed in the room and closed my door and cried. Right, right. Get it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. We all have a moment, but this cannot be how you live your daily life together. Well, and you can't sort of, I, I you can't make, you can't create a sense of normalcy out of insecurities and the need for validation. You need to just try to put in the work to fix them. Because, and again, I can relate just like you can, I can relate to what she's wanting. I mean, there's moments, you know, and it goes probably goes back to like high school where you're like, leave me alone. But you want the person to to not leave you alone. You want the person to chase you or come after you. So you feel cared for. But you can't set rules like that. Like when I say this, what I really mean is this. So, I mean, you you just it's not going to work. It's a it's a head game. It's It's a head game. And because, and then the one day, by the way, that you do really mean it. And he goes, no, no, no. I know you really don't want space. And then you lose it on him because you actually did want space that time. I mean, there's, it's, you're setting him up to fail and you're setting your, your, your relationship up to fail when you basically admit that you can't just be honest about what it is you need in the moment. You just have to learn to be honest about what you need in the moment. That is on you. It's not on him. In yeah. my opinion. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I'm no expert, I, but I, sh- I think, feel like one I right mean, now. I mean, you are, but you know, you just, you don't have like the formal title or education Um, for just, you have edu- formal, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I think that he, she will get to a place. My hope for her is where she would be able to say, I want you to follow me into this room right now. I feel I'm feeling very alone. And I, you know, where you're just like you said, she's she's able to communicate exactly what she wants. I have to give him some credit. And it sort of is securing for me that they're kind of made for each other. The fact that he responds so well to all of this, like I I think about like when I Mark and I met and I've been a, I'm a head case today. I was the worst head case then. He'd be like, what the fuck are you? Get your, you know, figure it out and let's have a conversation. He's very good with her. He's very good. And I have a feeling it's not just when the cameras are around and it's not just when the experts are around. No. And I think there's something to the fact that he 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 understands her. He cares about her. It's all genuine. And so even when she says that thing, he said he goes, that's you can see where that's a little confusing for me, right? If you're going to tell me to, uh, so uh, yeah, they couldn't have been matched better. I don't think. Right. I mean, again, when Cal visited and she, I just felt like such a very negative and a negative space for her this entire episode because when Cal came over and she said that he didn't pick her because yeah. there. I mean, Cal looked as exhausted as I felt in that moment. And Chris basically said, but I, you know, but I would pick you. Cal finally said, I need you to stop. I need you to stop. 
I mean, I felt scolded all, in that moment. And it, no, that wasn't oh. his intention. But again, the cheeks, cl- I just was like, oh, oh, oh. Kale saying, I, you, I need you to stop. I, I was, need you to stop. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're on a, sh- you, you know what this show is. It, yeah. You, you signed, you signed up for a show where someone was going to match you with someone else. Like, and now to start going, well, but he didn't really pick me. So, uh, and Cal even said, like, uh, he did pick you. He gave us a list of what you want, of what he wanted you, uh, in this extensive process. And it kind of seems like you two are the only ones that we listen to. So please just understand <laughs> yeah. that we, you guys are actually well-matched. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, even when she said part of her is pushing him away. So she knew that he would run. So she knows she could say I was right. He would run. It's just, it all feels so, um, it feels so like middle school kind of. Yeah. No, it just, it, I don't know. Well, it feels like things that I don't think were so deep and far away for her that just now through this process, she's realizing that she has these insecurities. Like I understand some things have come up, but to your point, like you signed up for the show to get married, like legally married on a television show. And I do believe that they are two people that came into it because that's what they truly want. They're not doing it for uh-huh. TV exposure, et cetera. But to, to be like the whole self-saboteur thing, it's just, it's goes on and on and on where I'm like, all right, you kind you knew a lot of this about yourself before this process chances are yeah yeah and it it's i'm so torn because i feel okay if all these things are coming up and it's really hard and it's because you finally have someone who's being so supportive and you actually don't know how to process that i, I can understand where it's coming from i really can but the problem is i don't know how that translates into a, a mar- is it going to last now? Because they seem so good together, but if she's going to constantly question him and constantly tell him that he's not doing the thing that he should be doing, even though she told him to do the thing, I just, I was exhausted listening to it. Cal was exhausted. I know that you, Mary must've probably, you probably left the room. For I a did. Bit. I walked away. Yeah. For a few minutes. I made another <sighs> drink. Um, I listen, I think they ended it on a, on a, a good note. And I feel like we can end on a good note with them that the example that Chris gave about the dog situation when they were on the honeymoon and cause she's afraid that the relationship is just going to be all about Chris helping her. And Chris brings up the situation. Like you really helped me. You really sort of, you stepped up to the plate when I was down and that's what we do for each other. And she seemed to, understand that example and it seemed to make yeah. sense to her and that made me feel hopeful yeah because i don't know that as much as she worries about running over him and this and that i yeah i don't know that she's really recognized that she's she seems like a pretty supportive solid yeah. partner for him too um but she's just so lost in her own i well they, we got a, I, we had a nice i love you moment so yes, that was a nice way that we was can, nice mm-hmm. yeah that was nice it made me feel better he said i do and and then they she said i love you too and it was very cute so yeah i yeah. guess we can take a breath and yeah i mean i can i'm not 
I mean, I got to hold on to my faith in them. I have to, Sarah. They're the only ones I feel <laughs> sure about. I'm not, I don't know if it'll go forever, but it has to go through fucking decision day. Okay. Sorry for the Fs. Yeah. That's okay, but you guys can't let us down, okay? Nicole Please. and Chris, just We're rooting stop for talking you. yourself out of this relationship. Yes. Um, all right, Mary. I well, we didn't get to do a ton about the group stuff and then and there was some stuff on after party that really came up too that I want to talk about. So let's uh head over to Patreon. We are we have kept you guys already for an hour here. So we are gonna go over to Patreon and continue talking. Um, more thoughts, more insight, uh, and your bonus content on Thursdays. And if you join, you also get Sunday episodes. So you get eight episodes a month for $7. It's a solid, you know, deal, if you will. And if you can't join us there, then don't worry. We will see you next Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Good night. Good night. Bye. Are you my podcast? 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 Are you my podcast?